The Tampa Bay Buccaneers suffer a tough loss in Indianapolis, but we'll tell you how a potential loss to the offense weighs much larger. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live post-game reaction episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen review every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at dharrison82. We are your credentialed members of the media covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And uh, we are here with you five days a week, Monday through Friday, all week long, keeping you updated on the Buccaneers. And we want to thank our everydayers and share our appreciation for all of your continued support of the show. Join the Lockdown Bucks Insiders where you get news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. Join the Lockdown Bucks Insiders now and be in the know all the time. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Bucks to sign up. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Whew. On today's episode, that was a lot. On today's episode, we are discussing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-20 loss to the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to give you our biggest takeaways from the game and look a little bit into the future as well. But first... We got to talk about the biggest moments of this game and how we got to this place uh, where we are in life and now in this group therapy session. Appreciate you all for joining us. James, before we get to our biggest moments in the game, specifically that decide the outcome, we have to talk about the biggest moment that may decide the outcome of a couple of games to come. And that, of course, is the injury to Baker Mayfield. Uh, I saw it on the television screen. Most of the people in our live chat saw it on the television screen. You saw it live in Lucas Oil Stadium. And you saw the aftermath of it, so I'm going to need you to share with the good people out there what you shared with me uh, on Sunday afternoon because I'm a super locked on Bucks insider and I have your private phone number. Uh, that is true. Uh, that actually is my biggest moment of the game was that injury to Baker Mayfield. Um, but yeah, Baker didn't look good after the game at all. Um, in fact, he was... Uh, Usually after the game, you have the head coach and you have the quarterback come into a room and they stayed at the podium and they do the press conference stuff. We were shuffled into the locker room to talk to Baker. He was not stepping away from his locker. Uh, so we stood there. We we got some time with Baker and he was very visibly frustrated and, and dejected. Um, and Jenna Lane of ESPN asked him about the ankle and, and his response was adrenaline is a hell of a drug. And so that adrenaline's going to wear off that ankle is going to swell up and this, this could have a ripple effect, um, you know, past this game. I mean, it was great that he came back and, and played and 
overall he played pretty well, but this this seems to be worse than what Tristan Wirfs was dealing with after last week. And, and Tristan had his issues on Sunday with that ankle, but this seems far more severe. And it was it was really hard to tell what happened uh you know in in kind of that scrum in that in that shuffle and you know jenna again asked him you know who was it that that hit your ankle and he just goes i i have no idea um so it it's yeah it's it's my biggest moment in this game for a reason you the the injury to baker sucked the life out of this team that was absolutely buzzing from from the jump you had First play was a pass to Godwin. Then you have a pass to Evans. Then you have a big chunk play to Kate Otten. And then you have an incredible catch down at the one by Mike Evans. You sprinkled in a couple of Rashad White runs. And this offense was clicking. And then Baker Mayfield goes down. Kyle Trask comes in. You get a false start. You get a run for a couple of yards. And you get an incomplete pass. And now you're settling for three instead of getting seven. So it seemed like in the blink of an eye, it looked like the Bucks were going to be up seven to nothing, and all of a sudden they're down seventeen to three, and it just it really sucked the life out of this team uh, to the point that they, even though they tried, they couldn't crawl their way all the way back in. Yeah, Brent is uh, really not wanting to hear anything positive about Baker Mayfield. Uh, it's it's funny how we've gone from being the Baker Mayfield haters to now being the Baker Mayfield excuse makers. Um, that's that's not what we're here to do, Brent. But I appreciate your comments and and I appreciate your frustration your as well. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield getting injured. Look, I mean, like it or not, quarterback's the most important position on the field for a reason. And losing your starting quarterback is never going to be a good thing. Um, I see some comments in the live chat. Appreciate all of you continuing the conversation. Uh, some people are just kind of coming to the, to the realization the Buccaneers are just a bad team. Here's what I would say. I'm not going to say that the Buccaneers are simply a bad team. I'm not sitting here going to tell you that the Buccaneers are one of the best teams in the NFL either. I think they're a mid team that have gone through a lot of injuries and a lot of issues, and they've got some discipline issues. Discipline, like some of you have pointed out in the chat, starts at the top, starts with the coaches, uh, certainly, so they can't get those discipline issues fixed. Just like we talked about with Dirk Cutter when, I mean, 30 penalties a game was killing the Buccaneers uh, team. It needs to be re- remedied one way or another. If the coaches can't remedy it, the owners need to remedy it. You know what that means. We don't need to go deeper into that right now. My biggest moment in this game from a play on the field standpoint, uh, the drop on second and 17. That could have been a first down, should have been a first down by Trey Palmer. I love me some Trey Palmer. I think the kid's got a bright future. Uh, but 7-12 left in the third quarter. Uh, the Buccaneers go from second and 17. Should have had a first down. They go to, from that to a third and 17. There's not a whole lot of, of plays that anybody in, in the NFL has in their bag to convert a third and 17. They were only down by 10 at the time, middle of the third quarter, certainly still a game. Uh, again, the catch is a first down. Not only that, but it puts the Buccaneers offense in field goal range in position to make this thing a one-score game. Uh, back-to-back drives, they got inside the Colts 45. The Buccaneers offensive did, or offense did, and each of those times, it resulted in a punt. You cannot do that on the road when you're already fighting from behind with all the injuries that you've got and all this other stuff. You cannot afford to give away those kinds of drives from there. You're playing in multi-score situations instead of having some flexibility later in the game because you have to have those scores, and that puts the defense in an advantageous situation, and you watch that game flow, and the Buccaneers' offense just comes up against a wall late in the game because the Colts only have to worry about one thing and one thing only. You need touchdowns. Uh, the Bucks' defense ends up actually getting a stop on that possession that the Colts get from that punt, and then Baker Mayfield finds Mike Evans for his second touchdown of the game. That score is a game-tying score or a lead-taking score if Trey Palmer 
does what he's supposed to do and doesn't drop that second down pass. And no, just because you're a rookie doesn't mean you get a pass on that. You're a receiver. Job number one, catch the ball. So Trey Palmer needs to bring that thing in from there. Uh, really, the Buccaneers kind of just, I don't want to say they didn't have a chance, but with the game flow, like you said, some of the energy on the team, uh, the Colts were out there firing on all cylinders and and very excited. They got away with some Gardner Minshew mistakes because the Buccaneers didn't make them pay for it. That's part of the reason they didn't make them pay for it is that drop. So to me, that was kind of the moment where I looked at this team. I even tweeted it. I said, look, like that play right there is going to stand out if the Buccaneers can't make this thing happen. And it certainly does uh, to me for right now. Yeah, and I don't know how it how it showed on the broadcast, but we were we were talking about that Trey Palmer play, and and if it weren't for the injury, that you know I would have been right there with you as that being one of the biggest moments. That was a touchdown. There was nobody back there that was going to be able to touch Trey Palmer if he secured that football. He would have been running all the way to the blue paint. Like there was no one that was going to be fast enough to catch him. And and you know that's one of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to go back and, and rewatch, but I don't know if that was a situation where he lost concentration, if he looked where he was going to run before he secured the football. But that was that was the explosive Trey Palmer play that that Evan has been calling for the last two weeks, and it just was not there. Uh, well, it was there. It just it, it wasn't brought in by Trey Palmer. Another another huge missed opportunity. I mean, David, how many times do we talk on this show about self-inflicted wounds and shooting yourselves in the foot? It's not just penalties. It's moments like that. So with that, uh, coming up next on today's episode, there were some things that David and I liked in this game, but there were also some things that we didn't like. That is next on this episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, and LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place for you to go hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time to resource or hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Lockdown Bucks also brought to you by BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This holiday season, it's a time for joy, celebration, togetherness, and happiness. But the truth is, it's not those things for everyone. And even if it is, it can be overwhelming sometimes trying to make sure all of your friends and family are covered while you also carve out some time for yourself. In any case, it's natural to experience some stress and anxiety during this time of the year. And if you're already dealing with that on a daily basis before the holidays, that can feel even more heavy during this time of the year. Therapy helps you learn coping mechanism, helps you set boundaries for your time so you don't give so much of you away 
that you lose yourself. If you've been thinking of giving therapy a try, get it started with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. If you don't click with your therapist, you can switch for free. No questions asked. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash locked on. And thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. Every day as Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus your national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. James, um, like you mentioned, it wasn't all bad. In this game, obviously, uh, I think uh, I think generally speaking, and, and I don't know if I'm alone on this one. I think the Buccaneers actually kind of did better than I really expected them to with, with missing Levante David specifically. I mean, that dude is like he's like the heartbeat of this of this defense and this team. And yeah. I really didn't expect. Uh, I would say as much fight back. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect by any means. But I thought that the defense did a pretty 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 decent job uh, given what they were doing. They could have done better. Certainly, the Buccaneers could have won this game. I think everybody would agree with that. But there were some good things. So, James, I'll let you kick it off with what you liked about this game, and then we'll uh, flip it over. We'll get negative again here in just a little bit. All right. Well, I see Richard in the chat already talking about it, and somebody else mentioned it earlier. Uh, Kalijah Kansi, man. Like, this kid, just he keeps getting better each and every week. And and the box score credited him with one sack. I could have sworn he had two sacks. Maybe it was one of those where it was a tackle for no gain, but he got his hands on Gardner Minshew a couple of times, you know, finished with three tackles, two tackles for loss. But look, Kalijah Kansi is going to be really good for this defense for quite a while. And he's he's that player that they've been missing since Ndamukong Sue left, right? That guy next to Vita Vea that can really wreak some havoc. It's Kalijah Kansi. And and as he continues to get more comfortable in his role, and, and I say get comfortable in his role because we talked to Servassier Dennis after the game, and and he was talking about, you know, he's learning on the fly here. He said, football is football, but I, I'm still learning on the fly here because this is kind of a, a different game than what he's played his entire life. I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit there. But, you know, Kalijah Kansi has had a few more weeks than Servassier Dennis has in terms of getting acclimated to the NFL game and, and growing as a rookie. And, you know, some rookies take off immediately. Some continue to just gradually increase. Kalijah is one of those gradual increase guys. And, and he's just, he's going to be a game record that we talk about on the show for, you know, the next couple of years minimum. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kalijah can't see is the real deal. And I think that's, uh, very exciting for the future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. What I liked about this game was the uncharacteristic moments in uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And, and specifically, uh, unfortunately, they mostly came in the first half, but specifically saw some explosive runs by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw uh, a little bit of a play action deal where they gave the ball to Chase Edmonds and faked it to somebody else. And it, it went so well that the camera was was going other places and couldn't even follow the ball. Uh, so you know it's a good fake when that kind of thing happens. Joe try Joe, Joe try and Schwenke got a sack. Um, I heard it on the broadcast and I had to double check. I actually had to rewind my DVR and 
make sure that that's actually what I heard. And, you know, uh, he might have walked into it. Certainly one of our live uh, commenters said that it was basically given to him. Um, you know what? Michael Strahan can celebrate a gimme sack, and so can Joe Trinchwinka. That's the way I, uh, I see it. Unfortunately, you also had a dropped interception by Antoine Winfield Jr., which is not Bucks-like. Um, you also had some other un unfortunate mistakes. Tristan Wirf's given up a sack, and, and I know he's got the ankle, so I'm not like you know uh, crucifying him for it by any means. But you had some other things that weren't you know characteristically Buccaneers things. But there were some good stuff or some good things that we don't see very often. You guys know any chance I get to latch onto a Rashad White explosive run, I'm going to take it. So that's one of the reasons I also went that direction. But you know, hopefully, when they go back to do the tape study on Monday. They point out some of the good things that happened there, and then we get to see that stuff uh, roll into next week as well. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it was – I will say this for the Antoine Winfield Jr. interception. It was a nice play. I believe it was Alec Pierce that actually kind of broke that that catch up. Um, but Antoine's got to hold on to those. And, and, of course, the explosive plays were fantastic. Um, yeah, Rashad White was running really – he rushed for 100 yards. Yeah, how long has it been since since we've seen a running back go for a hundred yards? Uh, you know, on the ground, I would have liked to have seen him involved a little bit more in the uh, in the passing game. But you know, and I saw someone say it in the chat. I I do want to mention it real quick, saying that six sacks were probably a mix of of Baker with Werfs being a bit hurt. Baker didn't escape the sacks that he normally does, and I think a big part of that was that ankle. You know, if this was a, a fully healthy Baker. Maybe he gets sacked two or three times. I don't think he gets taken down six. But, yeah, that that protection left a lot to be desired. But, David, what didn't you like about uh, about this game? Uh, yeah, I don't like the Baker Mayfield turnovers. Um, so this is going to make Brent really happy. Uh, he had two turnovers today, an interception and a fumble lost, uh, an interception on a first down play inside your own 40. You can't do that. Uh, that leads to a touchdown for the Indianapolis Colts. Fumbled twice in this game, lost one on third and four from the Bucks' own 41. Uh, again, third third downs, very critical downs, giving the ball away in your own end, very critical mistake. Uh, but I think the bigger deal in this whole thing is five turnovers in the past four weeks, two fumbles, three interceptions. Coming into today, Baker Mayfield 11th in the NFL in turnover-worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus, likely to be top 10 after this week and after the game that we just saw. Um, with all the injuries that this defense has had, and all the issues this defense has had, honestly, complimentary football, like when we talk complimentary football, a lot of people look at it as offense scores, defense gets to stop. Offense scores, defense gets to stop. That's complimentary football. And it is. That is complimentary football on the very surface. But the deeper you get into it, complimentary football also involves, if you know you have a defense that is not very well equipped to stop the opposing offense, you need to extend drives. You need to make... You need to earn three, four, five first downs on the way. You're not just going out there dropping 70-yard bombs trying to get your defense rushed back out on the field because they either, one, need to rest because they're banged up, or two, they need time to strategize because they're getting burned. That's complimentary football. Defense, if your offense isn't getting touchdowns, you cannot let the opposing offense get into the end zone. So sometimes you might see them play a little bit softer, being okay giving up that field goal range because we don't want to give up the touchdown. That's still complimentary football, even though a lot of times observers will say, why are you playing so soft? I'm so frustrated. It's so annoying. Well, it's because we know our defense is our offense isn't going to score touchdowns. We can't give up touchdowns, which means we have to be a little bit more lax. That is complimentary football to the 19th degree. If you're Tampa Bay and you're Baker Mayfield and you're this offense, you're Dave Canales, you cannot give up the ball in those situations. That is the fastest way to kill a team that's already missing again. 
team captain, lifeblood of your defense, Alonzo Davis, not on the field. Bottom line, that alone, you have to pick up your defense. It absolutely did not happen uh, this weekend. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't. Real quick, David in the chat says, wild card is our only hope at this point. Uh, no, the only hope is division. The Bucks are not getting a wild card spot. Also, uh, really glad that little David got that hat signed by Chase Edmonds. That was really cool. Uh, my dislike, I'm going to make this as, as quick as possible because, David, you and I are going to dive into this a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. There's a teaser. My dislike is the inevitable uncertainty that now surrounds this team. Todd Bowles' seat is officially scorching hot. I cannot see him losing six of seven after a three-and-one start and keep his job if they don't string together a bunch of wins in a row and get back in this divisional race. And if Todd Bowles is fired, you're looking at an entirely new coaching staff, and that includes Dave Canales at OC. That likely means a new quarterback, which, of course, I'm sure some people will love. Some people in the chat would love that. But it puts this team further back than they already are. With all the pending free agents, all the issues on this roster, the team needs at least one inside linebacker, maybe two. They need an edge rusher, a safety, a center, a guard, a tight end, a running back, a cornerback. Adding quarterback to that list means this is a blow-it-up, full-fledged rebuild. And if that's the case, Mike Evans is gone. He is out of here. He's not going to go through another coaching change. He's not going to go through another rebuild. He's going to get his Brinks truck from a contender, someone like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Detroit, any number of teams where he can sign for three years and know that he's got a chance at another ring over that span because he will not get that in Tampa. That also means that if Levante David plays next year, he's probably gone too. He came back this year, but he'll be entering year 13, and he's going to look for another shot with a contender. This is a brutal situation for the Buccaneers all around. And the thing is, is these players are frustrated because they know how close they are. Shaq Barrett talked to us about it. Baker talked to us about it. Sarvasi Dennis talked to us about it. They all know that every game they are one or two plays away from getting wins. Shaq Barrett said that this is a team that should be looking at a, a seven and four, maybe even eight and three record, but have missed out on that because of just a couple little mistakes. And, and the team is frustrated and they're, they're owning it. They're taking it upon themselves to be better. Shaq said, we should never give up that many touchdowns, but you know, it's, there is a serious domino effect if Todd Bowles is gone and Todd Bowles will be gone if things don't get right in a hurry. But coming up, we're going to talk about kind of uh, what's going on with the Buccaneers potential playoff situation, the rest of the NFC South and how Todd Bowles might be able to save his job. That is next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. This episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, you pick two to six real players with available stat lines, and you pick whether that player will go more than or less than that projected stat line. Then watch the games. Don't watch the games. Watch Red Zone Channel, and if you're right, you win, even if your team doesn't it's the most fun you can have winning up to 25 times your money this football season for the bucks game this week i went with quarterback baker mayfield to go over 10 and a half rushing yards 
Kicker Chase McLaughlin get more than one and a half field goals made. Receiver Chris Godwin to get more than eight targets. And Colts quarterback Gardner Minshew to get over two and a half rushing attempts. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on. Use the code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that code is locked on NFL in all lowercase at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL to get a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping things up here on a post-game live reaction episode of Locked On Bucks. James Jarko, David Harrison, and we are going to update the playoff and NFL draft picture. Real quick, you know, I, I see people excited about the potential that Baker Mayfield has gone. You know, coming into this week, he had the same number of touchdown passes and fewer interceptions than Jalen Hurts. Not saying Baker Mayfield is better than Jalen Hurts, but let's not act like Baker Mayfield has been trash this year it's just it's flat out not true uh um, terrible yeah i mean you want to you want to talk about bad quarterback situations go over to locked on patriots hear what they nice. have go over to locked on steelers hear what they're saying about kenny pickett like the bucks are in a much better situation um you know i mean arguably the second best maybe even the best quarterback within his own division i don't know it's it's i've said it a couple of times with you with evan People that hate on Baker Mayfield just don't like him and they don't want to like him and they're not going to change. But we're going to take a look at the playoff and NFL draft picture looking ahead to week 13. So the Buccaneers lost, the Falcons beat the Saints, and then uh, the Panthers also lost because that's what the Panthers do. So the Falcons are now leading the division at five and six. The Saints are in second place at five and six. The Buccaneers at four and seven. Panthers at one and ten. The Falcons now have the tiebreakers over both the Saints and the Bucks, but they play the Bucks again uh, December 10th and the Saints January 7th. The Bucks play the Saints December 31st. So they need to secure that tiebreaker and nullify the Falcons' current tiebreaker by beating them on the 10th. Basically, the Bucs need to sweep the rest of the division. They need those four division wins, and they're actually going to be in pretty decent shape. That'll start next week against the Panthers. But there are still some Week 12 games in progress or waiting to be played, obviously, as we are live. But as of right now, at this moment, during this live episode, the Buccaneers have the ninth pick in the NFL draft. It's wild to think that they go from the ninth pick to potential division winner. You know, it is, it is still in the realm of possibility, but David, your thoughts on uh, next week when the bucks host the one and 10 Carolina Panthers. Uh, you better win that game, buddy. That's, that's really, that's, that's my thoughts in a nutshell. Like you cannot lose to the Carolina Panthers in the state that they are in. Like they, played arguably the best game that they have played this season. And I know they have a win and they lost this weekend, but they played arguably the best game they've played all season long to the point where when they lost, they were actually like, Oh man, I can't believe we lost. We were so close. This, that team is so far into a rebuild that there's pretty much no chance that they're going to get to actually rebuild this thing before they have to pay Bryce young and his stats are going to look so skewed because of the, the crap that he's playing with right now. 
that they're going to try to lowball him. And I'm telling you right now, you're on a crash course for like a franchise tag situation and like an I want out and and all those other like the Carolina Panthers are in such a bad spot. Um, you cannot lose this game. You cannot win the Super Bowl in 2020 in calendar year 2021, and then in calendar year 2023, lose to Bryce Young, Frank Reich, and the Carolina Panthers whose number one receiver is a number three or four at best on most other rosters. Sorry, Adam. It's just the truth. It just is what it is. Get your bag. Play as long as you can. I got you. But it's just the facts. This is not a game you can lose. I don't care if Levante David can't come back. I don't care if Kyle Trask is on the field. You cannot lose to the Carolina Panthers, period. No, absolutely not. If if the Bucks lose to the Carolina Panthers, this show becomes full-blown off-season mode. Somehow, the Glazers will fire us. If the Rob, Buccaneers lose to the Carolina Panthers, somehow the Glazer family is going to come into both of our houses and be like, you're fired. They're going to do their best Trump impression. You're fired. And that's not actually going to happen, so no, you're not going to hold it to me like you tried to hold me in moving to Tampa. That's not going to be a thing. But that's just the limit. That is the extent of how much you cannot lose this game. Yeah. They, we would get fired before Todd Bowles. Um, you know, because the Glazers don't fire coaches in season. It's just not their MO. But yeah, if if the Bucks lose to the Carolina Panthers, this show, while we'll still preview the games, we'll still talk about the games, this fully becomes draft watch, free agent watch, head coaching conversations. Like that, that's where this, that's where this show goes at that point. Because you're 100 percent right. If the Buccaneers are going to have a shot at winning the division, which they still can't. You have to go 4-0 and the rest of the way against your division. Then you're talking about getting a win against the Green Bay Packers or getting a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Probably better odds that you beat the Packers, even though it's in Lambeau in December, but you have to win all four divisional games. The Bucs would then finish 5-1 and in the division and would end up holding the... Uh, the tiebreakers against everybody. Um, you know, even if if the Falcons also finished nine and eight, then it goes to the divisional record. Bucks would have that. Uh, it's it's you can't lose. Frank Wright could be fired after one year in Carolina, and the Panthers are kicking themselves for not drafting C.J. Stroud because he is the vastly superior quarterback over Bryce Young. You can't lose. Yeah, but even that, that's not completely fair either. Like, I mean, CJ Stroud wouldn't be doing what he's doing right now if he were in Carolina. Like, that's that's how far Carolina's gone off the rails. Is like, (laughs) look at what he has in Houston to help him compared to what they have in Carolina. But that's like that's the truth. Like Tank Dell has been a thing. The defense has been better than expected. You know, Nico Collins is someone that I was trying to try try to pound the table for when he was at the senior bowl, but nobody wanted to listen to me. Um you know, so I mean, let's just be real about it. like CJ Stroud is not, you know, going to be doing as well as he is right now if he's playing for Carolina either. And it's absolutely unfair that Frank Wright might be fired after one year because of what David Tepper has decided to do to the Carolina Panthers, which is set an incredibly impossibly achievable bar by trading away your number one receiver to get a rookie quarterback that now has no number one receiver or running game to speak of. Good job. Um, but anyway, that is the case. Look, I don't care if the Buccaneers win two games the rest of the season like they can lose every other game this season if they lose to the carolina panthers i get it and i'm i'm not the guy that usually likes to call for people's jobs but i will say this that is the kind of loss that gets people fired that is the kind of loss that makes an ownership group say you know what first time for everything buddy 
And uh, to me, if you're going to reset, not only you, you talked about resetting and you're getting rid of Todd Bowles. Honestly, if you're going to reset this thing, you're probably moving on from Jason Light too. And I like Jason. Jason's cool. I'd like to see him around for another year or more. Yeah, I, I hate to see Jason gone because he has done a lot of good things for this organization. And, you know, we'll have to save it for another day, but you can easily make the argument that to this day, Jason Light through his entire tenure has gotten to hire one head coach. And that was Bruce Arians. And that led to a Super Bowl. Other than that, he really hasn't had much say in who the head coach is. So he he does have that going for him. He has that kind of ace in his back pocket. Like, look, you let me pick the coach last time. We ended up winning a Super Bowl the next season. You need to let me do my job. And uh, I don't know. We'll We'll see what happens. But David and I will have plenty more to say about Todd Bowles coming up on tomorrow's episode, but that is going to do it for this live show. Thank you so much for joining us. Please check out everything that David is doing over on BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82. Join the Locked On Bucks insiders at JoinSubtext.com slash LockedOnBucks. And make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube. Have those notifications turned on so you know every single time we go live. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.